Missouri has a new head basketball coach. My thoughts coming up. Plus, I took in the spring game this Saturday, so I want to tell you all about the great Luther Burden and, of course, the quarterback position for the Tigers as well. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props. Just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at StatHero.com. Well, I don't know about you all, but I had a very nice weekend. First weekend of March Madness truly is the original binge watch. Am I right? So good to get off the couch a little bit and get some sun on my body too. But you know what? Man, I was an absolute couch potato and I loved every second of it. But of course we got, I did get outside head to the spring game for a little bit on Saturday. I want to talk about that a little bit later in the show, but of course we got to start with Missouri basketball because, well, all indications are Dennis Gates, formerly of Cleveland State, is going to be the next head coach at the University of Missouri. In fact, we can pretty much say with 100% certainty at this point, right? The Board of Curators excuse me, has scheduled a 7 a.m. meeting tomorrow Literally everyone is anticipating that that is when Missouri will officially announce Dennis Gates. And also, well, a a private plane from Cleveland apparently just touched down at Columbia Regional a few minutes ago here on Monday morning as we record as well. So about a 99.99% probability, as Gabe Yarman said online, that Gates is on that plane. So obviously, what do we think about this as Missouri fans? What do you think of it? How are you feeling about this? Dennis Gates hire so far? Well, I'll be honest with you. If you're the type of person that maybe would have preferred Missouri just rolled the dice with Kim English, well, I think that's a perfectly reasonable take, especially if you do have the fear that in a couple seasons, English might get a high major job and kill it and ultimately sort of end up being like the, the Vitello guy who's a Missouri alum down at Tennessee. He's a b- former baseball player, and well, now he's crushing it with the Tennessee baseball program. So I think some Missouri fans are hoping that isn't the case, but to me, just that fear, that, that fear of missing out, as the kids like to say, that's not a good enough reason to hire somebody. And I think it's pretty obvious that Kim is going to be back at George Mason next season, and that's probably the right spot for him. Unfortunately, if Kim ends up being a tremendous basketball coach, well, the timing just probably wasn't right at Missouri, at least not this time around. But when it comes to Dennis Gates, I think that's caused a little bit of negativity online, the fact that Kim English was very much a part of this discussion. But to be fair, it's also hard to parse where Missouri fans are because there's been a couple polls taken that I've seen online about Dennis Gates, and Missouri fans, well, I don't know what to believe because on PowerMizzou.com, 80% of you liked the hire. But over on Rock M Nation, only a third of you liked the hire, whereas two-thirds said nay to Dennis Gates. So 
frankly, I don't know what to believe. All I know is my stat 101 professor knew something about sample sizes and being scientific with all that stuff in, in terms of getting good numbers. So I'll just tell you what I believe. And frankly, as it got closer to time, I might have preferred Kim English as well. But I'm humble enough to admit that I really don't know anything about any of these guys. Again, I'm a Missouri basketball fan. I wasn't spending a lot of time watching Cleveland State and San Francisco or even George Mason, despite my Kim English connections, this past season. So let's take a look into what Dennis Gates has actually done. Well, three seasons as head coach at Cleveland State, and if you just take the cursory looking at his Ken Pomeroy rankings, well, you're not going to be very impressed. But you take a little closer look, and you realize that, okay, this guy actually, his first season as a basketball coach was 2019-2020 at Cleveland State, and obviously he's been hired in mid-March here at Missouri. Well, he wasn't hired at Cleveland State until August. I mean, we're talking, it's almost football season. By the time Kevin Gates, excuse me, I keep wanting to call him Kevin. Dennis Gates was hired. And that just means he had three scholarship players left, from what I can gather, and basically was completely behind the eight ball in that first season. And it didn't go that well. Cleveland State went about 11 and 20. They were well under 500. But by the second season, guess what happened? They made the NCAA tournament. They won their league. They won their conference tournament. And then the following season, this past year, well, they didn't make the tournament, but they did win their conference regular season championship. So basically, two out of three seasons for Dennis Gates, you're a champion. But his first year, when, again, he was hired about six months later than most coaches are typically hired in this sport, well, yeah, he struggled his first year, as many rookie coaches do. To me, this is a positive in terms of just – that's, that tells me he can coach X's and O's a little bit because, again, some of the negative Nancys online are saying, well, the Horizon League is not a good league. All right, that, that's, that may be true, but that kind of explains your low Ken Pomeroy rankings, number one. And number two, Dennis Gates, clearly, he was, he was Leonard Hamilton's top assistant for several years down at Florida State under that excellent head basketball coach. And he had a lot of of ability to apparently rein in some excellent high-quality recruits, guys who play in the NBA like Jonathan Isaac, like Terrence Mann, among several others, among several other really high-level college players as well. So to me, if you were worried that maybe this guy is only a talent getter, I think his time at Cleveland State shows he can absolutely put together a program and a basketball team. But on top of that, as all of you know, if it's about getting high-level talent, Well, it seems like Dennis Gates can do that as well. In fact, an interesting note here on Gates' Cleveland State staff, well, one guy on there, Drew Joyce III, who just so happens to be a high school teammate of a little fellow from Akron, Ohio, named LeBron James. Now, there's a pretty good connection to have, right? So, now, it's unclear that we're just going to have a... Now, I don't know that Bronny James is coming to Mizzou now. I'm not promising you that. But you never know at this point. I'm just saying... LeBron is not only one of the great basketball players in history, he's also maybe the most connected person in basketball right now. So to have a relationship to him, not a bad thing at all. Again, just an example of the kind of relationships that Dennis Gates has cultivated over the years.
So obviously there are a lot of reasons to be positive about Dennis Gates as the Missouri next head basketball coach, but certainly there are reasons to have doubts too. That's completely fair. He hasn't been a head coach at this high major level, and just about anybody Missouri was going to hire, that was going to be the case. So with that being said, how patient should Missouri fans be with Dennis Gates? What kind of time horizon would be fair to expect him to turn things around? Well, I want to get to that topic. And, of course, I want to talk about the spring football game as well, including a, a very upgraded Missouri receiving core, hopefully. But but first, let's be honest. There's a decent chance that your bracket is in shambles. After a very entertaining and unpredictable first weekend of the tournament, well, guess what? Hedge your bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contests. Yes, you don't have to worry about trying to perfect every single game with a bunch of teams who, let's be frank, you don't know anybody on their squad. You probably couldn't even name their coach. So instead, take control back from the handicappers and use your edge. Bet on the games, the props that you like the best. The stuff that you really have knowledge on is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to just pick everything. Really laser focus in on something you feel like have an edge on. And you know what? Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So go to stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And by Built Bar, which is, without question, folks, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. In fact, I'm going to call it the GOAT protein bar. Has anybody ever said GOAT before? Did you, do you realize that stands for greatest of all time? Man, that's some really clever stuff I just came up with on the spot there. But, but seriously, though, folks, these bars are really beyond belief. Not only are they made in 100% real chocolate. They're covered in it. In fact, well, they're low calorie, high protein, low sugar, low carb. Yeah, that's all good stuff. That's four thumbs up in my book. So you know what? Go to built.com, find out exactly what types of flavors you might enjoy or get a mixed box. If you just feel like dabbling a little bit, really focus in on your flavor palette. I think that's a pretty good idea, but when you do, when you go to getbuilt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day, and thanks for telling a friend we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So you know what? Dennis Gates, he does have some connections to the Missouri program, a couple interesting ones. First of all, he was actually one of three t Division I programs, apparently, that gave, gave Trevin Brazil an offer, obviously along with Missouri. So I've long said it's a huge, maybe the number one priority of whoever the new coach is, secure Trevin Brazil. Make sure he comes back next season. Now, it seems like Trevin is he's obviously a Springfield kid. Seems like he grew up wanting to play at Missouri. So that's that's a big, big plus for the Tigers because, man, he's a talent. And really, I, that should be priority one for Dennis Gates is making sure 
to recruit Trevin Brazil once again. But also, by the way, remember Najib Eccles? Yes, his mom was in Earth, Wind, and Fire. But, of course, for our purposes, Najib was a member of one of Quinn Snyder's teams from the early 2000s, a Chicago native. Well, he was also a teammate of Dennis Gates at Whitney Young High School in Chicago. He's very excited, of course, to see his old teammate, and he's obviously been been just basically putting him over, let's put it that way, to borrow a wrestling phrase, and just saying, hey, Missouri fans, this is going to go great for you. Obviously, Najib is biased, but hey, That doesn't mean he's wrong. Just because you're biased and you like a friend, well, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. So just thought an interesting old name that got brought up out of the woodwork there. Frankly, while those polls that I showed early on weren't very scientific and didn't give us a lot of information, my gut feeling is the amount of people who are truly, truly upset about this Dennis Gates hire to the point where they're not even going to give him a chance. I mean, that's got to be 1% of the fan base, maybe maybe two, I don't know, at most. It just feels like there's no reason to just be like, well, this guy deserves no chance whatsoever. At the same time, there are still it still seems like there are some people who felt like Conzo Martin got a bit of a raw deal, right? After five years at Missouri, a couple NCAA tournaments, some bad luck with the Porters, But here's the thing. I would have maybe agreed with that 10 years ago. But now, the transfer portal, especially in a world where transfers don't have to sit out any amount of time. This isn't a Jordan Clarkson, Jabari Brown situation where those guys were both good players, but you had to wait a year to get them. Well, now, this whole new transfer portal world where essentially everybody gets the waiver to not sit out, well, that has to speed up your judgment process. It has to speed up your time horizon, especially in basketball. Because I know, you know, five years plus what we got to see in the reset season of the roster this season for Conzo Martin. I'm sorry, I don't care what Frank Martin says. That was enough time for Conzo. I think that was a fair evaluation and a fair decision to get rid of him. Because again, with the portal, If he was going to make the team better next season, he was going to have to hit the reset button again on this roster, at least a little bit. He was going to have to hit the portal and at least get a couple more ball handling and shooting guards at the very least. So we've kind of seen that Conzo hasn't done a great job on that, unfortunately. Again, Drew Smith, a great transfer. Cassius Robinson, a great transfer. But overall, just too many zeros in terms of Conzo's judgment of recruiting. So that said, as I speak today, I feel pretty optimistic about this Dennis Gates hire, but quite frankly, if it's year three and it's not really seeming like it's going in the direction we thought it would, it's actually okay for Missouri to think about moving on more quickly than traditionally you would have in the past because, again, it just doesn't take that long anymore to build a basketball program or at least to build a solid team, right? Frank Haith kind of showed the way early part of this day de- or 10 years ago or so. And you know what? We probably were a little dismissive of Frank at the time because, frankly, he saw where college basketball was going probably a little bit earlier than a lot of people did. Now, don't get me wrong. Frank Haith had his issues, to say the least, especially defensively and maybe a little bit of off-the-court chicanery as well. But the transfer strategy I don't think that was the problem with Frank Haith that's my point 
And coming up, I do want to talk about the Missouri Spring football game with a whole lot of praise for Luther Burden and my thoughts on the quarterback position as well. But yes, it is that time of year again. College basketball's tournament. We're right in the middle of it. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs. And for information as well, scores, podcasts, news, it's all there at BetOnline. And of course, we got more than just basketball. Baseball spring training is here. We're actually going to have a season, a full season at that. So a full season over at BetOnline to get your gambling on. UFC. MMA, whatever you're into, I promise you they have you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action over at Bet Online, where the game starts. By the way, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Keegan O'Toole won the national championship 25 and 0 season at the 165 pound weight class, Missouri's first national champion since Jaden Cox. So big time congratulations out to Keegan O'Toole. Obviously, this is not a wrestling podcast, but this is a Mizzou podcast, and I certainly would have felt like a jerk if I didn't at least acknowledge that young man's incredible accomplishment. But you know what? Of course, we got to talk some football. And speaking of young men who are quite talented, well, Luther Burden, hard to give that guy anything but positive ranks. In fact, before I get to the football field, after the scrimmage, Missouri did have an autograph opportunity for fans. And, well, friend of the show, 573Ts, shout out to him, by the way. He's got a shop online and downtown, but he said, I also want to take a moment to shout out Luther Burden. Kid was great with the fans today. He took the time to ask my daughter her name and personalized his autograph to include her name. Great touch. So that's nice to hear, right? That's a great way to, you know, just those little things like that. I wish everybody understood that, man, you can make a fan for life, especially when you just treat the kids with a little bit of respect, make them feel a little bit special, just a few-second interaction there. Good on Luther Burden, who apparently seems like a good kid so far, in addition to being just a, a fabulous athlete. I mean, my goodness, when you watched his high school film and you watched him in you know the Under Armour High School All-Star Game, whatever it might be, he always stood out. And sure enough, his first action... In college, I guess if you want to call it that, the Missouri black and gold game, he looked every bit the part, making really spectacular athletic plays, made one back shoulder play in particular. I was like, okay, that's a pretty advanced play for a guy who's been on campus for about, what, two months or something like that. Also, at one point, I just thought he made a, a really smart play, both an athletic and smart play toward the end of the first half. Caught a pass from Brady Cook, managed to, he immediately was going, oh, I need to get to the sidelines. Didn't have a great angle to get to the sidelines, but made somebody miss, gets out of bounds, stops the clock. That Tiger offense ends up scoring there at the end of the half. So honestly, everything you could have wanted to see out of Luther Burden, I, I think you saw it. I, I really do. And yes, touchdown Luther Burden. Also caught a touchdown as well. And hey, I got, I got a, a bit of a, how about you go, touchdown, touchdown Luther Burden. The double touchdown, just a little free one there for the Mizzou PA guy. But I think we kind of knew that Luther Burden was going to look excellent, right? So what do we think of the quarterback positions? Well, 
to me, it's, it's pretty obvious that Brady Cook should still be the leader in the clubhouse, and I thought he looked pretty darn good in that game. Once again, I felt really solid going over the Armed Forces Bowl once a game. Brady's only start in college. Watched that game a second time and came out of it feeling pretty darn good and confident with Brady Cook as our starting quarterback, potentially. And I still feel good about it after, after this past weekend. Now, certainly, he made one absolutely terrible decision throwing into double coverage into the end zone at one point. That ball was picked off. But you know what? Hey, live and learn. It's a scrimmage. Obviously, that's a terrible pass. You'd be really upset about it if it happened during a game. But, you know, nobody's going to be perfect. I hate to say it. So if that's the worst thing that he's going to do, you know, I can live with it. For the most part, I thought he looked really good. Now, Tyler Macon, on the other hand, I actually thought he was impressive as well. Now, when I watched Tyler in high school, one thing I really liked about his game, there was a couple things, in fact. Number one, throws a really nice deep ball. That stood out on his high school highlights. Well, I think we got to see that for the first time. He threw a a few really nice deep balls on Saturday. One thing we also saw in, in his high school highlights is, hey, he can throw on the move and throw at different arm angles as well. If you're a Chiefs fan, you like Patrick Mahomes, hey, that's kind of all the rage, right? But here's, another, here's a negative we may have seen. It's okay to, in my opinion, it's all right to have those different arm angles, throw the ball sidearm when you need it. When you need to get around, Get the pass around a defender, a guy who's jumping up in the air in your face, something like that, especially when you're a relatively short quarterback like Macon is. Not a bad thing to have in your quiver, in your repertoire, if you will. But what I saw a few too many times on Saturday is he would throw an uncontested screen pass, for instance, to a wide receiver, and he would just sort of throw it sidearm. Now, That type of thing, it's just not going to be very consistent. You see Patrick Mahomes, I brought him up earlier. He throws really accurate wide receiver screens, right? He doesn't throw those sidearm just unnecessarily. I mean, he throws those over the top, his general, whatever his regular mechanics are, that's what he's doing on a wide receiver screen. It's very important that those balls are accurate, not only to get it out in front of the receiver, allow him a chance to make it happen, But also, if you're a little bit behind on those balls, well, there's a good chance the receiver is going to get his hands on it and possibly tip it up into the air, and bad things generally happen there, as we saw Dalen Carnell got the early interception, returned it for a touchdown. Missouri, Tyler Macon's Missouri offense had it deep, and it's fairly deep in its own territory, a pretty easy run back there by Dalen Carnell. But again... I liked a lot of what I saw out of Tyler Macon, but at the same time, that bit of inaccuracy and just kind of a mechanical flaw, quite frankly, on those shorter passes might be holding him back right now more than anything. So if he can work on that, improve on that bit of his game, I don't want to totally remake his mechanics, but he's got to get out of that habit of dropping down to sidearm for literally no reason. And you know what, folks? I didn't quite get to all the football stuff that I wanted to today. Just a jam-packed episode of Locked on Mizzou. So you know what? Next time, we're going to talk more about the entire Missouri receiving core, which I think could be quite upgraded this coming season. Not just because of Luther Burden, but some other reasons as well. But that'll be next time on Locked on Mizzou. Why don't you make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL DB 
Eric Crocker. They bring you the NFL Draft to life every weekday with insight, analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's, of course, free and available wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.